Shit Dad Podcast. Celebrating the mistakes that all parents make. You're listening to the Shit Dad Podcast. That was interesting. Turn it up. G'day, g'day. Welcome to episode 49 of the Shit Dad Podcast, where we normalise those parenting mistakes and breaks while talking all things fatherhood. I'm Nick, married father of a three, five and a seven-year-old, and you know you're reaching the realms of middle age when you battle with yourself how late it is to risk a coffee. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. G'day, all. I'm Dave, uh, dad to a three-year-old and a four-month-old, and uh, what am I going to watch it now? Uh, Com Games is finishing up. So show eight, come back soon. Yes, finished. And I'm Cam, father to a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and it feels good to be back on the pod, guys. Yeah, we've missed you, mate. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks off. Work's been hectic, but it's nice to be back. We don't pay holiday rates or anything. <laughs> so you, you're on the bones of your ass there. Anyway, so we are in a very special uh, recording space this week. We're not at our special friends at Better Accounting in Hendra, although they still have given me a fantastic uh, tax return. So thanks for the guys at uh, Better Accounting in Hendra. Uh, but we are in Nova Studios today in Brisbane and we are talking to Queensland royalty um, a part of the, the Queensland royal family in uh, Mitch the Prince Lewis. How you going, Mitch? Boys, thanks for having me. We are so pumped for this one. Yeah, well, 49, but yeah, it feels like episode 100. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for having me on. I've been, I've been excited. We, we touched base a little while ago and just trying to find a time that, uh, that we could do it together. And I've been tr- slowly trying to get content. And I think it all came down to today. And I just had one of those epic days where I'm just like, oh, this is perfect. This is just some kind of fate yeah. that we're going to sit there tonight and talk about being a shit dad. So That's the only time I get my content for yeah. <laughs> shit dad moments. It, for the last probably... A few hours before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the last probably 10 episodes has been the day of recording. So yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling you, man. Uh, but... But let's kick it off with dad jokes as we normally do and I'd love to throw it over to our guest Mitch if he has a dad joke. Oh Jesus, I thought about this ahead of time. I've got nothing I got nothing prepared. I've just got such a gripe with the whole dad joke thing. Just the, the title. I'm sure we all do. Just the I'm like I feel like I was making these same jokes, right? All of a sudden become a dad and it's lame and my wife makes dad jokes. No, yeah. Never a word against it. No. They're just lame it, so. jokes, basically. Yeah. But we've we sort of with Cam's absence, he brings us back into line. Me and Dave have gone down the dirt track. Without, <laughs> without, yeah, they're not really go. dad jokes because no. they're not kid friendly. So, right. yeah. <laughs> we got bored. And we decided to go for it. <laughs> We're still talking about the jokes, by the way. So, <laughs> um, so I'm going to kick it off today. Then um, I was pulled over by a motorbike cop uh, last week, and he said, "If you give me a good excuse, I'll let you go." I said, I'm going to a motorcycle cop ball. And he said, motorcycle cops don't have balls. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, okay, off you go. <laughs> nice. All right, knock, knock. Who's there? Cows go. Cows go who? No, you dickhead. Cows go moo. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. You boys are saying some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is really shit now. Uh, what a sprinters eat before the race. Nothing. Day fast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, that's what? great. That's joke of the day for me. It's right on topic with the games. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I am taking that home to my kids because that'll that'll floor them. That's excellent. Yes. There we go. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, yeah, they're easily entertained. I'm not that funny at home, so <laughs> you'll be very surprised to learn over this next half an hour to an hour. Yeah. Now we met them before coming up yeah they are dead set a whole ball of energy yeah one of them aren't they yeah well i have come from the brisbane exhibition today so um <laughs> they started off with a dagwood dog straight into a strawberry sundae and then a bucket of uh fairy floss and then we capped it off again and you know 
a lot of other lollies along the way and then some more uh, ice cream on the way. And then we had to walk half an hour to get back to the studio before I met you boys. And, um, yeah, so there's a lot going through their body at the moment. So I reckon <laughs> they would have been sugar. asleep before they hit the Story Bridge. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, good good kids. But, my God, what a handful. So my poor wife, I, I, I wish her nothing but the best <laughs> while I sit here with you boys <laughs> in absolute peace and have a few laughs. Yeah, and don't worry, we can record for an hour and a half or two God, mate, yeah. Keep it going. Man, you're, you said you're editing, so yeah. like, let's just do that. Let's just <laughs> yeah. start and stop. There's the Peter Jackson edit coming up, guys. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, we've, we'd love to kick it off with a few shameless shout-outs to ourselves, Mitch, if that's okay with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Um, we've got some listener emails that we'd love to share, and we'd love to keep everyone... Uh, sharing the love and sending us in more emails to shitdadpod at gmail.com but uh, Cam's got one from Enzo. All right. I found your podcast and have been absolutely binging it since. I'm a dad of three from the States, Arkansas, pronounced Arkansas, and I have a shit dad moment to share. Our oldest is a boy eight, but my girls six and four are nuts. Sometimes they get up to no good in their bathroom or at the, di- at the dinner table, and I normally just holler at them and say, quit dicking around in there. Well, it finally caught up to me. They were laughing and carrying on at the table during dinner instead of eating. And I said, hey, quit dicking around. And Miss Six looks at me and says, we're not dicking around, Dad. I promise we're not. I looked down, took a deep breath and said, don't say that word, please. That's a grown-up word. And it took everything that he had not to burst out laughing. It was a pretty shit dad moment. Yeah, love it. That's great. And you're lucky we didn't get you to read that in an Arkansas accent. (laughs) (laughs) From the States, you know. I'm glad you guys did that too. On my podcast, we have one guy that we designate to do the accents from (laughs) from letters from international. So... Who does the Klingon accent? Uh, that's what, it's still Matty. He's our he's our accent guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you want to give your yours, yours a pod, uh, your podcast a shout out? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not talking anything as fun as uh, you guys. Definitely different context. It's get into geek, and I'm talking everything, sort of movies and TV and anything else going on, because I'm an absolute sort of uh, TV and movie nerd. And uh, then there's get into gate, where we get... Real nerdy guys. We're talking about Stargate. Anyone watch Stargate oh, along yeah, with that? SG1. SG1. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Represent. That's do you it. just do SG1? No, or all we're, the we're now into season nine of SG1, which is season two of SGA. Jason Momoa has just joined the cast. Uh, I'm a first time Stargate Atlantis watcher, so it's all new content oh, wow. for me. Oh, yeah, this yeah. is great. I'm not trying to take over the pod. I just get excited because <laughs> unlike <laughs> you boys, unlike you boys <laughs> pumping out regular content since uh, COVID <laughs> happened, uh, we're a little bit scarce yeah. on the old uploads. We used to be once a week, and uh, now we're averaging about once a month. Oh and dear. It's terrible. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Well, unfortunately, tonight we're going to talk uh, SD1, not SG1. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if uh, anyone who hasn't had a listen to that, I know I will be because, um, yeah, that sounds actually, apart from the Stargate stuff, <laughs> I have no idea about it. The hey, other stuff sounds it's okay. It's called Get Into Gate. It's all about getting into it. If you're not into yeah. it yet, get into yeah. it. Done. Yeah. 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 You've yeah. sold it. Me and Cam will be yeah. the first time, the long time, as <laughs> you be first time. <laughs> sold. Uh, we have a... So, last... Uh, guest we had was a um, shout out to the Truckee Dads. So uh, one's actually got in touch with us and it's a it's a bit of a long email but it's definitely worth uh, the read. So I'm going to read it to you now. G'day lads, DB here, dad of two awesome boys, eight and ten. I heard about your podcast from the Alpha Blokes podcast. Shout out Tommy and Cam. They get enough shout outs. They're okay. And I like what I'm hearing for you legends too. Um, I'd like to weigh in on the Truckee Dad topic brought up on the latest potty. Um, I have two yarns I want to share relating to this. I just love the word yarn. Mm. Like, it's so Australian. It's so good. (laughs) I'd only been driving trucks uh, for just on 12 months when the missus and I found out she was pregnant. At this time, I was young, inexperienced, away from home a lot, pushing too hard and not getting much sleep. Around the nine-week mark of the pregnancy, I jumped in the truck, 
way too tired and headed off to work at midnight. At roughly 6.30am, I came into a corner way too fast and not having my wits about me uh, due to fatigue, I rolled the truck. I was very lucky and managed to climb out of the wreck and walk on to find um, some phone reception to call for help. On that walk, all I could think about was the missus, newly pregnant, sitting at home a long way from me. I could not believe how close I came to destroying our family before it had a chance to start. For weeks after, I had nightmares of the missus standing at my funeral, and the thought of that still chills me to this day. Some 10 years later, uh, it was the wake-up call I needed. Wow. Oh, on. Fast forward a few years, uh, and we had the second little boy on the ground, um, and I once again found myself in a long way from home just trying to make a living uh, for the family the only way I knew how. I was driving along a lonely stretch of road, scrubby bush on each side. Not more than one kilometre past the truck parking area, I came across a huge patch of bush and trees mowed down. There was no skid marks leading off the road, but there was no mistake that uh, a trucky dad had come to grief there. The reason for no mistake... Uh, sorry, the... The reason for no mistake there were flowers placed all through it. Uh, right in the middle, hanging the remaining trees, was a large banner with the words, We Love You Dad, painted on it. Due to the lack of skid marks, I can only assume this bloke fell asleep at the wheel. If that is the case, uh, if he had only pulled up at the parking area one kilometre earlier, had a sleep for 15 minutes or 15 hours, chances are he would still be around for his family today. So after telling these two stories, I just want to plead with all the trucky dads out there, if you're tired, pushing too hard, had fuck all sleep, pull it over, have a snooze and go home to your family. No truck, boss, load or deadline is worth you, worth your poor missus raising the little ones without their dad. We aren't home often or for long, um, but I want all of us to get home every single time that we're able. And I never want to see another roadside memorial for anyone because that rocked me to the core, knowing how close I came uh, to one being for me. Sorry for the long email, guys, but I feel it's important. Trucky dads do it tough. Trucky wives maybe even tougher. Uh, keep up the great work on the potty. And all you dads out there, keep doing whatever you need to do. So thanks, DB. That is an absolute mm. cracking mm. yarn. Um, super important as well because um, in my industry as well we we deal with quite a bit of that as well so yeah that's a huge message if you're tired even in a car if you're tired pull over have mm. a breather it's not something you often hear about i know you guys spoke about it last week but you know there's different professions of dads and trying to look out for each other so there's trucky dads doing that but even just a reminder for you know last night i drove four hours from grafton to brisbane and you get tired and mm. you start to you know sway a little bit even just having any any kind of break when you're driving that much is, is something we should all do yep Sometimes the slap in the face, the self-slap doesn't work. Yeah, no. <laughs> Went through a few techniques trying to figure it out. And I'm like, in the end, I'm like, no, you just need to, just need to sleep. Yeah. You need to sleep it off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a great email. Very important. I mean, you know, I know we had to have some fun, but yeah, like, I, I reckon I've thought about that more. My, my baby girl is just over a year old. It's my fourth, and we're done. And I never must have never properly felt done with my three boys. Uh, and then we finally had my girl. I reckon I've, I've thought about the idea of not coming home. Yeah. It haunt like it was almost a daily thing. The it's idea it scares the shit out of me that like yeah that I'm not going to get back and my kids are so little and I just thought today I thought about it today I was running late for work and I'm like you know what if I take a wrong turn you know yeah. and uh, I'm like it's almost like I can't wait to die because then I don't have to worry about it anymore. Like, <laughs> oh, it's, oh it's gone dark early. I just, need, I just need, look I just need to hurry up get to 89 or something whatever I'm happy with go out in a good innings and just be done with it and be dead. Oh thank God stress is over. Like it's a, what what am I doing? Why am I so morbid? I'm just so worried about it now because. I've got oh, like my complete family, and yeah. I don't know. It's like it's the happiest time of my life, mm. but. 
but also I, I just I don't know. Just- well, that's something we spoke about last episode as well with the um, the stresses of being a dad, mm. and yeah, sometimes it, it is sort of that those sort of thoughts because you just the stresses of providing for your family, and yeah. you, if you're not around, then who does it? You know, like obviously your missus would make it make it work, but yeah, a lot of stress. Mm. Um, just a call to action, guys. We want you to don't forget to follow us on the socials at, sh- at shitdadpod on Instagram um, or send us an email at shitdadpod at gmail.com. Um, don't forget to subscribe um, and please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to. Uh, I've actually got a review to read out from one of our listeners right now. So this is on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, it's from Fitzer2 and it's titled... Um, I've never listened to this podcast. I'm just searching for a bad podcast, but I'll give you a five. So thanks, Vesta, too, for that five star. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> if searching this guy for- can leave five stars, oh. then maybe our actual listeners can. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's his name? Vesta. Vesta, too. What thanks. a legend. Thanks, Vesta. <laughs> oh. What about this one, guys? If... um. You guys want to get involved and uh, share some of your shit dad. Don't forget our shit dad line. We've got there. It's up and running. It's 0730409545. We'll say that again. It's 0730409545. Easy to remember. Leave us a funny dad story, a shit joke or a dad joke, whatever, or just to give a shout out to any great men's course. Definitely. And there's something we do at the start of every podcast is our dad's corner and um yeah so if you've got someone you want to feature on the dad's corner go for it because um yeah cam cam looked at a few numbers before and we're, we're getting more and more listeners so more and more people are going to be exposed to these really great causes so get on board and yeah like dave said get on board with the shit dad share line but i reckon now would be the perfect time to get into um the prince's chew um so let's, let's talk about you as a dad Right. <laughs> so, Mitch. Yes. Firstly, um, can you tell us a little bit about your family and, and you know how many kids you've got, yep. partner, and all that kind of thing? Yeah. Well, I'm 36, and my oldest boy will be 10 in uh, in a couple of months. And I've got four, so three boys. I've got uh, yeah, nine year old James, seven year old Luke, f- n- five on the weekend. Will he will be? Uh, and uh, 13, nearly 14 month old uh, baby girl Sophie. And uh, yeah, been uh, we were engaged at the time, and I'm I'm thinking that the Engagement party night was a very successful one because <laughs> roughly nine months after that, you know, we had our wedding set for about nine and a half months after the engagement party and, uh, yeah, very quickly had to uh, postpone that bad boy. <laughs> Giddy up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've got my, uh, my in-laws, uh, you know, of, of the religious persuasion and um, we, we actually live uh, from Victoria, so we flew down to, uh, to Geelong to, to tell them that uh, Sarah was pregnant and I think my mother-in-law, so so my wife Sarah says that she sort of said, "Well, when when's he due?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, you know, the fifth of November." And um, when's the wedding? Twenty seventh of October. And oh, um, you could do it. That's a week before. Like you could still do it. She's like, "Mum, I'm not getting it." But then you'll be married before you have this baby. <laughs> and uh, so no, he uh, he it's was too uh, late. It's out of wedlock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm like, have you done the math? And have, you know how this works, right? So uh, yeah, he was our surprise baby. But uh, yeah. Uh, 
Like I, I'm the oldest in my family. I've got a younger brother who's a year younger than me. My sister's four years younger. I'm the oldest cousin on both sides. Uh, big families on both. I've got a lot of cousins there, and uh, so. I'm, but I'm older than a lot of them too. So I grew up with a lot of kids around me, and I just I've always loved kids and couldn't wait to have kids of my own. And I think Mum was twenty, nearly, nearly twenty four when she had me or something, and Dad was twenty six. So that always seemed normal to me. Like now, like I'm thirty six and my brother's thirty five, and he's like, I've got to have kids. I'm like, dude, no way. Just lie down, mate. You got time. Breathe. <laughs> Keep it Breathe. in your pants. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or don't, but, you know, <laughs> safely, whatever. Um, take your time, you know. And uh, whereas that always just seemed like such a normal thing to me. So uh, I was, yeah, I was never, the happiest moment when Sarah shitting herself sort of sat me down and said, okay, okay so this is happening and, you know, we're going to have a baby and um, didn't have to talk me through how it worked like I'm making it sound like she did but um, yeah and no, I got my uh, got my three boys and uh, we for some reason I think when we got together she we sort of looked at each other we're both from three kid families we looked at each other and went I think four is a good number right I'm like, yeah yeah four why, I wonder why we would do that but yeah four yeah okay and it just so happened to be that we got our four and uh, I don't I think if we would have got our girl at number three probably would have stopped but we didn't and pushed it out and waited a lot longer and uh, probably would have went to a lot of trouble to make it happen yeah. if we could have and uh, we didn't have to it just was a happy accident um, at the end of at the end of a shitty 2020, and um, yeah, baby girl Sophie joined us in in June last year. So, 36 year old dad of four, definitely done. Um, we said we're in the Nova Studio, so I work in radio for anyone who, um, who hasn't heard me on on radio, and we did the vasectomy live on air. Um, <laughs> Are you now, serious? Absolutely. Now you guys have gifted That's me shit daddery at its finest, and I will I will use this proudly. The shit dad podcast stubby cooler. It will go proudly next to my stubby cooler that I earned from my vasectomist because that's what you get when you visit Doctor Dick. Doctor Richard Beatty. I'll give him a shout out. And when yeah. my my GP told me, oh, you want to go see Richard Beatty? I said, John, is his name Dick? He goes, yeah, he goes. His name is Dick Beatty, <laughs> and he's and he's a vasectomist. He's mate. He's the best around. And I went and saw him, and I called I him. And said, Look, the the sky, the limit is for a radio station. We want to do this live on air. You tell me what you're comfortable with. He goes, No, 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 no. I'm happy with that, mate. Whatever yeah. you want to do. And I'm like, okay. So yeah, my wife's sitting there. She's a nurse, but she was holding headphones in the doctor's ears while he was explaining in between uh, Ed Sheeran and the traffic <laughs> to the guys here in this studio. He was like, Oh, now I'm pulling this tube out, then I'm searing it and cutting it, and oh. it was all live on air. And if um, only they could catch the smell on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> and you'll never forget the smell. And I couldn't see it. Sarah took photos in case. I'm like, I don't think I need to. It's really fine. So, uh, yeah, definitely four and uh, and we're done. And that's we've got so radio proof of that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. That's, <laughs> that's pretty common with, uh, with parents as well that want heaps of kids, but yeah. they also want boys and girls. So, it's just... You just do you keep going until you get that yeah. girl? Like you could end <laughs> up with like seven boys, yeah. and you got a big ass family. You, you don't need a, a Tarago, you need like a, a school bus. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're we're nearly at that now. It's like oh, there's there's no there's like. There's no sexy Tarago, no, right? Like, not, no. I think that's the corner of the market. Someone's got to crack. If you can make a sexy people mover, that's just going to fly <laughs> out the dealerships. And right now, they all just look like tubes, and it's like. <laughs> well, let's, just, let's be honest. You're going to be. You're going to have the best insight. You've yeah. done the research. So, mm. do you have any any front runners for people with heaps of kids? For, for those for those cars, yeah. uh, geez, we're looking at. Uh, it's not just because I do um, work with the Broncos and the great people at Kia. Oh, great people, um, great but, people. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think the Kia have got something going on, and our neighbours. 
brothers have actually got one, but they've only, oh no, they've got four kids too. Carnival. We moved in at the same place, yeah, the carnival. Yeah, right. And uh, and they're like, oh, we're expecting our fourth. They've got three girls hoping for a boy, and we're like, we've got three boys. We just had a girl, so it's uh, they're all matched up for twenty <laughs> years time. It's fantastic. And uh, yeah, so we're looking at them. You test out your car. You let us know how it is. Yeah. But at the moment, we've just got uh, we've got a seven seater, and that's our family car. But if there's only one parent driving, they drive my car. It's only a five seater. So yeah. so far it works. My wife's a nurse. She works a lot of afternoon and night shifts because I work breakfast radio and so occasionally we're you know ships passing in the night uh, in the middle afternoon and we just swap cars and so far it works Um, but yeah a couple of years down the track because my boys are a big like tall kids I'm 6'3 my wife's 6'2 my brother-in-law is 7 foot tall another one 6'7 like we've got we've got big Adonises coming I think and hopefully like I got you know you joke about the royalty thing I'm not bringing that yeah I'd it makes me itchy, all that sort of stuff. But I do come from a sporting lineage, yeah, yeah. Um, carrying the Lewis name. But talent skipped me. I'm hoping, <laughs> though, rather than being someone who can use it, I'm a carrier yeah, of the yeah. talent gene, yeah. um, and that they'll, you know, they're going to be, you know, big Brutuses, and they're Three all going to be six and a half foot tall. It'd be, it'd be very nice. Yeah. Yes, maybe four because the women's game's going strong. Yeah. But uh, my my uh, my wife's already looked at Sophie and went, "Yeah, she's not doing that. Uh, <laughs> she's going to do ballet. Um, <laughs> we're going to, you know, just keep her off the field." So may, yeah. may I add? to that that I'm still hearing from the in-laws how expensive uh, the, the dancing scene was so just just keep keep yeah, that in mind exactly right <laughs> we spoke about it last about week it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lovely, lovely people at these dancing studios but yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't cost they much to run out in the field and run into each yeah. other you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> now you mentioned briefly you know size of your family your upbringing all that type of thing mm. um what what's what are your fondest memories growing up? Uh, you know of of your dad and things like that. So and what did that kind of um, kind of bring to what you wanted to bring to your fatherhood? Um, yeah, I'm. So, I mean, yeah, grew up with dad. It's weird. I'm not. I never had any real risk of. I guess, living the same sort of life that he did. Um, and it's weird. I, I attribute a lot of it. I know this is a shit dad podcast, but I'll say something. A shout out to a good mum because mum was really good at sort of levelling things and bringing things back down to normal. And it, at home is a very normal place. Like, um, you know, I would always tell people, they go, oh, wow, Wally Lewis is your dad. That's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, but we're not having barbecues with Alfie Langer. Like, this is a guy that would mow the lawn on the front lawn on the street in a pair of dick stickers, <laughs> like purple. Purple and black DTs and thongs, and that was his uniform for. And he's a hairy man, like he's bald, but like neck down, he's a gorilla. Yeah. And he would be pushing out the cylinder mower on the front lawn, and he loves his mowing, so he'll do the two neighbours. So he's out there for hours. That is big dick energy. It is big dick energy. It really <laughs> is. And I thought, mate, with, like. You're arguably, surely the most famous man on this street, at the very least. And people pull down, you know, and we're at the end of a cul-de-sac growing up with mum and dad, and dad's down the end, a pair of thongs and, and DTs. Yeah. And eventually, he must have become worried about, you know, sun yeah. damage, and he started wearing a sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> now, That's it. Like, the worst uniform. Like, you know, if you were to sit there and, like, you guys are like, hey, we're doing some fresh artwork for the pod, let's do a little cartoon of, like, the worst dad outfit. You go, what about a pair of DTs and a sombrero mowing the lawn? You're like, well, we're just taking the piss at this point. <laughs> It's what this dickhead did every weekend. We're going to message you next time we want yep. that. That yeah. was a picture of you. That'd be yeah. happy days. We yeah. need some new artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and and the like the DTs thing. I've always been. I'm like I'm waiting for them to properly come back. Like you know that was such a that were the uniform of the dads and like yeah. the 80s and 90s. Now it's like if you see someone in DTs, you're probably a dad because you're not worried about how you look anymore. Um, but you know I'm not as fit as I would like to be. I'm hairy like my dad. Um, I haven't quite got to the point where I don't care about wearing DTs, but I want to get to that stage where it's it's normal. But like yeah, like. 
the like dad being dad it was outside of the house it was one thing but at home everything was very normal so again I don't I didn't have to worry about oh my kids are going to have to worry about me being a famous name to people or anything but just I don't know keeping just being a I don't know I feel like it's very normal at home like we're so boring and mundane in many ways um but at the same time, we do some really, you know, crazy shit and get to do cool stuff. Like it's, you know, I'm not, I'm trying to brag or anything, but like, you know, growing up with dad, I'm genuinely a really big rugby league fan. So I get to go and do fun stuff in in that realm. And my kids have grown up and, oh, Papa used to play and oh, daddy works with the Broncos. But, and, and were they like watching them? But it's like, oh, well, you get to come to the games and we had to do some fun stuff. But at the same time, I try to treat it like, hey, this is still a very special thing that we do. Don't expect to do that. Don't yeah. become dickheads. Don't grow up and become stuck, you know, up yourselves because, you know, y- your grandfather once did something cool on TV, yeah. you know, just 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 be normal for Christ's sake. <laughs> I think I've went too far in the other direction because I think my kids like he's too much, he's too normal and too much like me sometimes. I'm like, oh, I do no, I can. I think I'm like okay, but like I think you're becoming too much like me, and I think you need to, I think you need to fix that up, mate. Like, you know, <laughs> I hear from mates at work, like, oh, my kid shows me all this cool music. You know, I would know modern music if I didn't drive around with my kids in the car. And I'm like, my kids want to listen to movie scores because I'm like, hey, you know what sounds good? John Williams Superman theme, <laughs> right? And so they go through, I'm like, give them Spotify, and they're just banging out like movie scores and, and songs so that good. featured on soundtracks and stuff. And I'm like. Yeah, you guys are going to need to, I don't know, crack out some fun Post Malone at some point or something. You're like, I don't know, I'm going to have to do my job there. But, nah, um, never change. That's good. <laughs> Embrace it. I try to, yeah. And they're good. it's good while they're young. Young and cute, but I reckon once they go sort of into double digits, it's yeah. like, yeah, you need to stop teaching this kid so much to be you know, less like you, Mitch. You know? <laughs> You're your own person. They don't need to be copies of you. They really don't. <laughs> what about Uncle Link? Does he have that... Uh, that- Influence on them, yeah. Uh, and Link's really good. Like he, I, I tell my boys all the time, it's a uh, that he's my best mate. And you know, we grew up. You know, a few guys have got brothers, but like you know, we were good until I reckon I remember a moment where. Uh, we used to live on the Gold Coast and after a couple of years living up here, you know, we'd have our best friends from the Gold Coast come up and visit for weekends and stuff and I was just being, you know, trying to, you know, you're an older brother, you're trying to put your brother, little brother down in front of your mates and look cool or something, I don't even know how old I was and my best friend said to Link, you don't have to put up with that, you know, you can talk shit back to him and then Lincoln did but then I feel I feel because I'm innocent of course Lincoln took it too far and for years like we just had this weirdness between us then you get to like you know your late teens and we become really good mates Lincoln's a I don't even say closet nerd he's a nerd like me as well we love our you know sci-fi superhero sort of stuff and we get really nerdy about shit but then also Lincoln's like you know chiseled abs and really good looking and a famous actor of some you know on TV and stuff like that and I'm, I'm not those things so like he's got this yeah. <laughs> I keep my face hidden behind a microphone. You're on camera. I work with Jando and drive a Kia, Kia car. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's, uh, I, you know, he's still my best mate. I tell my brothers, I'm like, hey, your brother, you might be fighting now. You're kicking sand in his face. You're belting him with a baseball bat. He'll be your best friend one day. You just wait. And uh, Link's around all the time. Like, we talk to each other every day. And he's a really good uncle. The boys fucking love him. And awesome. he's one of those guys. He really gets down, really, you know, plays with them and stuff. And, you know, a baby girl is no different than a nine-year-old boy you know he'll get down and, and talk to them all the same and we grew up with really good uncles as well as parents and stuff like that so uh really family orientated so lincoln says you know i've got to i've got to have kids and i'm like well i would love that because i want to see you as a dad but you know he also <laughs> says that you know he, he lords my children he's almost nervous to add to the breeding and go oh well i've added in the dud and i'm like no nah, i mean your your kid's gonna be loose i can't wait to do that <laughs> and, I, the kid yeah, <laughs> and i can't wait to be the the you know the uncle to your you get to yeah. you know 
buzz off after a couple of hours and you've rolled them all up and pumped them full of sugar, uh, I can't wait to do that and, and throw back, you know, dodgy advice that you <laughs> that you have handed down to me that you've gotten from mum that you don't understand. Like when you see my kid cry and go, are those crocodile tears? I'm like, you don't know what crocodile tears are. You've heard mummy say that. You don't get to say that. And I can't wait to do that to your kid. When it's crying and they go, hey, Link, you know that's not really tears, don't you? But uh, no, generally, generally, generally speaking, he's a um, he's a really good brother and a, and a great uncle for the boys and my uh, my little girl. So um, yeah, they're pretty lucky on that front. So yeah, he's a good boy. That's great. So big, big family, big family oriented. You know, yeah, people very much. Yeah, yeah. We're um, uh, I remember when Sarah and I met. Uh, now we met overseas. Uh, I like to say that I did the Kentucky trip wrong because I met. Sarah Collard of Geelong on day one of a 19 or 21 day Contiki tour and uh that was the start of the rest of my life. So uh, I got told to go over there and, you know, spread my seed amongst, you know, uh, Western Europe. And now I met my future bride and uh, and never looked back. And, um, oh, geez, where was I uh, Where was I going to go with that? Oh, yeah, we were saying to each other very we, – we got real deep really early on. I feel like we were talking like family and not our family, but just the fact that she's like, oh, I've got a really close family. So, oh, I've got a really close family. I've got a really big family. Oh, I've got a really big family. And then she met my family and she says, oh, boy, wow, you really are all in each other's pockets. And, you know, all our cousins were all best mates and you know got the family around for barbecues all the time and we just yeah we're always doing something with each other and and that's what i love it's a shame that my in-laws and and the rest of my family are down in um in victoria that we can't ever sort of cross pollinate a little bit because um like my families mum and dad's families like they've had history together like a brother on each side used to be best mates and and things like that but otherwise they don't ever they're like you know the same side of two magnets they just don't ever really over cross paths and yet when i go to my wife's uh christmas and the first Christmas I got there, I didn't know anyone. And I just thought, oh, it's one family. And I found out with, there were two together. And I'm like, this is, oh, this is really, this doesn't work. How do you have two families together? This is really weird. But I'm like, I love that. And I want my, my kids to have that because Sarah's got a great family. I know I've got a great family. And, mm. you know, I want them all to, to gel together. And, yeah, my, my brother and sister-in-law were up a couple of weeks ago and took them to Corumban Wildlife Sanctuary. And uh, my brother lives on the coast and brought him along. And so I just had my brother and my brother-in-law talking and, and my brother playing with my niece and nephew and stuff like that was um was really cool so yeah i think um yeah trying to trying to bring my kids up in a you know normal enough um environment but a big environment at this stage because everybody's welcome we got like an open door policy so <laughs> yeah we've always got something going on yeah, like, nice. i don't know i could deal with that eh? <laughs> <laughs> like, i want some space yeah. <laughs> well mum and dad like they sold uh, they split up about uh, uh what 18 months ago and uh they we had that house for shit 20 Oh, nearly 25 years and that was the go-to sort of family we do people just pop up all the time you the know homestead. come downstairs uncle bruce mum's brother's down there having a cup of tea and then a cousin pop over and a grandparent or whatever there just always be someone there over and um and then when they left that we've since moved into uh, a place it'd honestly be a couple hundred meters away it's cr- like i grew up in that place for 15 years and now i'm back there which i love it just seems very weird that i've somehow like moved suburbs away and then you know loop back around but i think because we've got a similar house in a similar area uh now we're trying to establish that as being the house that people can come to if they want to hang around because um you know sarah hasn't got her family up here and she, um, she's like well i guess i've got to adopt yours so hopefully um you know people can come around and and use our places that in saying that you know um we don't get dressed unless we really have to in that house. There's a lot of pyjama wearing and then <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, nice. you know, yeah. mum's knocking at the door because she's got a delivery of ch- caramel slice. I'm like, 
fuck's sake, I've got to put pants on now. Like, why, why couldn't you just give us some warning like three days ago that you were coming over? So we've got to find a happy medium there yeah. where we want everyone to come over, but also give us a fucking space. So, how do you find yeah. with that that with you like? There's a lot of talk about having routines and stuff when you um, when the kids are so young. Yeah, like how do you find that with the the open door policy? Um, yeah, I like, think. Oh no, I've got to sleep then. Got to, oh no, we're gonna. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna I, this time. I wonder. I think we're more like. I don't think we're ever that strict, really. Like you know, I've got my brother and sister in law, and they would get to a point where we're like, well, he's been asleep for two hours, and he has to wake up, so we're gonna wake him up. I'm like, don't wake a sleeping baby. What no, are you talking no. about? Like, no, he has to wake up at two because then when he goes down at six, you know, he has to. I'm like, no, nah, I just. We, you know, not fast and loose and just sort of let them do their own thing and run around wild. So we try to find that sort of happy medium, but... um yeah, it's a bit of a a bit of a shit show in that sense. Like my, Sarah's just went back um, to to work on the weekend, actually back to back night shifts overnight at the oncology ward at the Marta, and so you know tough work, and mm. you know try and give her that space during the day to come home and and have a sleep. And I was sitting with, with Jando here at uh, at Nova this morning, and and she said, "Oh, so you're in, you know what did you do with the kids when Sarah was at work?" And I'm like, "Well, it was six p.m. Like there was nearly bedtime. I fed them yeah. dinner." And she's, "Oh, and so you did bath time, and then you did reading, and then I'm like." Well, the, and the boys went and showered themselves, and I put a fresh nappy on Sophie, and I put it to bed. Like, no, I don't, like she was clean. She, I guess, she was fine. Like, you know, we haven't. Which, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing, but I'm, I don't get to like, you know, five forty-five every night. It's like, well, dinner time's over, and now we're yeah. getting, you know, fifteen minutes. Everyone's got to have a fresh wash, and then we're going to go and Let's have some quiet you know, reading time. Yeah, like we <laughs> say that we say we're going to do yeah, that. Yeah. I feel like James, my oldest, we read to him all the time because we only had him, yeah. and he was a great reader. He could recite books, and he reads all. All the time now and his vocabulary is great and he can speak very very well and then our second boy you know not as much and then same with our third like they're just kind of doing their own thing and you know we're trying to but you know we just keep adding children to the herd so it's very hard to sort of give number two attention when three's been a little shit and four's shit herself so um yeah we're we haven't got because as far as i'm concerned if you have a routine and you don't uh, stick to it yeah. and then it's chaos I'm like well if you don't have a routine then you can't be upset that the routine's been broken that's so, so true you know but I feel like I treated like that at school it was you know I, my girlfriend at the time it was like two weeks before an assignment she would, it's got to be done yeah. and I'm like yeah I do it on the way to school that, that <laughs> like that day I go I watch the movie the night before and then on the on the way to school I'll quickly write something on a bit of paper when it should be printed on a you know in a, in a booklet and binded and, uh, and hand it in because if you give me two weeks to do a job I'll take two weeks to do the job job you know don't you know because i don't want to be one of those people that's like hey well if you don't have something done a week before it's due and then it doesn't then you freak out for a week because like yeah. oh, i don't know what i'm doing i'm like no it's you're in mitch's house it's fine it's all loose it's a don't don't, don't there's no point to stress don't stress don't stress about anything guys it's i love fine. this so i don't know call it doing a dave <laughs> oh, my man these run sheets come through and I'm just sitting at school like I'm teaching and I'm just like yeah yeah I'll get to it, get to it. <laughs> literally like I sit in the car park before recording like, the boys pull up good like, man you bit coming in I just need two more minutes <laughs> we talk about my podcast before we do a, we do a Stargate podcast so we, we watch an episode and we talk about the episode my other mates you know one of them is a dad but he, he'll watch it in a week before and he'll make his notes he'll get some audio send it to me so I can play it up here in the studio I quite often might watch 12 minutes at home over the course of 
I don't know, four days, and then the remaining 28 minutes, I'll just sort of put it on the phone, drop the phone in the back seat, have it blast through the Bluetooth in the car, and listen to the episode as I drive to <laughs> to, the, to the studio. That's awesome. Because I'm like, I just haven't found the time. But, you know, yeah. I kind of, I feel like I could visually um, <laughs> see what I could hear, and uh, I, I'm awfully prepared for even the fun stuff that I do. Yeah. I'm awfully prepared for the dad stuff. It's, you know, okay, but I'm caring for four lives. It's a bit yeah. different than just watching a 25-year-old sci-fi television show yeah. <laughs> but uh, as long as I'm not being judged by people and that's great because I saw you looking to the side there and I'm like oh god I'm becoming me I'm becoming too much me and then when you go oh no you're becoming a little bit more like me I'm like oh thank god the more Mitch the better yeah, like, the things yeah <laughs> Yeah. I think I do my best work when I come in. And like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. what we do here. Like, we're not like, people say, oh, shit dads. I'm, well, I'm not a shit dad. Like, and I'm like, I have to explain. I'm like, no, no, we're not shit dads. Yeah. We're just normalising the the shittery. Like, yes. the bad mistakes. Like, not even bad mistakes, just the, just being shit, you know? Like, yep. that sort of thing, you know? Just, you're not prepared at all. Like, I'm rarely prepared for anything. So. Yes. And Dave just does a Dave, so. <laughs> Cam's probably the, the brains of the operation here, but, yeah. It's, I just it's, don't rock up, that's yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> comes in when he wants to. Like, get your priorities right. Work, this is this is not work, but it's work, okay? <laughs> Careers can take a backseat. Did that uh, relaxed mindset um, seed into, like, during pregnancies and, and during the births as well? Were you the calm one during all, 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 a lot of that? Um, I, th- I think so, in a way. Like, you know, it, it was so foreign to me. You know, I went... You know, even when we did the baby classes and stuff leading up to uh, to baby number one, uh, I remember we we're only talking about it today because we're at the Echo. We're right next to the um, the RBWH, and that was where we had uh, James. And uh, Sarah said that I think she, you know, I think her relaxed mindset. She was like, "I just need to get to thirty seven weeks." You know, you considered full term at thirty seven. Just get to thirty seven. Get to thirty seven. You know, I don't know whether she put it on a on a post it note on the fridge or something. Literally thirty seven weeks. She woke up and went, something, I can feel something. Texted me at work and said, I th- I'm going to pack a bag. I reckon you come home and we head to the hospital. Now, my producer at the time had just said, hey, I've got to head off. Mumford and Sons are coming in this afternoon to do an interview. Do you think you could babysit that? I said, okay, no worries. I get to step up. I'm an assistant producer, but I'll step up. No worries. So I said to Sarah, look, I've just got to watch this 15-minute Mumford and Sons chat. She goes, yeah, okay, that, that's yeah, okay, that's fine. Go home, pick her up in the bag, bring her back here. She sat down downstairs, as she said, in labour, <laughs> and uh, as we soon found out, and just waiting in like the the loading zone at the front of Nova. And you know, I cracked a window. I'm not a monster, <laughs> and uh, and I'm upstairs watching this chat. Go down, take her. Now, first, you know, if you're having a baby, apparently you can't. They won't let you take them home. At least this hospital, unless the baby seat was properly fastened by like you know, fire or an ambulance or whatever. Went and did that midway through that. Um, this guy goes to get like a new connection or something. Um, Sarah's, you know, on all fours in the back, putting a strap together, and she's, oh shit, uh, my water just broke. I'm like, okay, um, uh, I guess we go now. Yeah, right. And and so we just sort of, thankfully, we were right next to the hospital, over there. And I'm like, okay, we're having a baby, great. So we uh, we go in. They sort of come and they check her out. This is about four o'clock in the afternoon, and they said, all right, well, um, you know, based on this and how you're feeling and different, you know, how long it is between, blah blah blah. Um, you could probably go home, I reckon, and um, you know, come back, you know, overnight tomorrow. And I'm like, no, hey, whoa, whoa that's no, it, I'm sorry, I've seen Knocked Up and several other movies <laughs> where people have babies, waters break. Babies are born very quickly, okay? <laughs> Except in Friends where it went over two episodes, okay? That's <laughs> that's all I know. I've done all the baby classes, but I instantly went back to movie prep. And other than that, I think I, I didn't panic that I couldn't do anything. I think I 
reveled in that, that I'm like, I know I can't help. So there's no point stressing that I can't help and how could I maybe change that to help? And Sarah loves water. So it was like, okay, just put her in the shower. There were two... Um, uh, nozzles in there. I had one on top of her uh, top of her neck and one just at the bottom of her back and just was just had water on it for 45 minutes of the time she's swaying around you know I'm I'm peeking out I'm watching my dad read the sport on channel 9 going <laughs> he has no idea he's going to think of a grandfather it's so weird <laughs> and uh, and I just did that you know I'm back then I'm where, do you want music played no you don't okay I'm just sitting there just telling hey you're doing a good job and and I think I was calm enough um, throughout the whole thing like it's you know as you guys know it's stressful as all shit. Like, I'm not worried about, you know, I know some guys, you know, and, and whether judging if even some are in the room, like the idea of, you know, being down the keeper's end or or whatever, can't do it, don't even want to be anywhere near it. I've got no worries about all that, but just still being there and seeing her freak out and, and stress, you know, and she was having a bad reaction to the gas and she was getting all loopy and, you know, time meant nothing to her. Like, she, you know, she felt like she was floating above herself for like eight hours. And I'm like, it's been two minutes and you're fine. There's, and um, I was just trying to sort of keep her in the room and stuff like that. I cried like an absolute baby when he popped out. My God, I lost my, just blubbered, just that cliche, <laughs> you know, and just, he's, he, 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 just tears streaming. That was the happiest moment of my entire life. Yeah. Um, but I think heading into, yeah, the next three, I just went in there going, well, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life was Call my was her, yeah, was, was, was Sarah giving birth. It's the most incredible thing I've ever watched, blah, 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 going in and then, you know, she, she hadn't had the epi in number one. Number two, she's like, jab me. Yeah. I'm not going through that again. Didn't do it in number one. Had the gas. She's not doing the gas. Went the epi. She fell asleep um, after getting the epi after like hours of no movement. And uh, so I, I wept, uh, whipped out my um, laptop. I started going through some emails. And <laughs> so that was my experience through <laughs> baby number two. And I think, yeah, come number four, it was just like, all right, I've been here before, you know. <laughs> like still, yeah, okay, special experience, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> but like, you know, we've been here. So I think I just knew, you know, I, and I got more involved as they went along. Come um, baby number four, I really hands in there and turning the head and pulling her out and stuff like that, which is fucking amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I took a relaxed. St- I mean, Sarah would have to give you the honest answer from the one the parts that she can remember, I guess. But um, I th- I think I did just because I'm like, well, I know she can do it. You know, she's the most important one mm-hmm. here. Yeah, she, you know, she's a fucking champion. So if she can do it, I'm just enough to you has to like stroke her head and tell her she's doing a good job. And I think I can nail that at the very <laughs> least. And so I think, yeah, taking that relaxed uh, approach to the rest of my life, I hope that I did it for the birthing. And um, yeah, I think uh, at least that side of it, yeah, it's... Uh, I think we nailed it, and we're not going back for number five, so I retire a champion, basically, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> nice. it's awesome. How did you um, go adapting to that dad life? You said you were around big families. Yeah. Lots around you. Your wife had lots of big family, but once number one came along, mm. how did you go adapting to that? Um, yeah, I hope I hope really well. Um, I think... Oh, shit. I'm <laughs> I feel like I, I, I probably helped out more... Overnight, um, I mean, you know, he's breastfeeding all the time, so I, didn't, I couldn't help out that much. But like, you know, even getting up to get him or something, I don't know, maybe, or s- sitting up with her while she was breastfeeding. I, fe- I feel like maybe I did that. If I did it, I certainly did it more just with him. I think since then we've gotten more and more tired, you know, with our jobs and adding more children along the way. That I woke up this morning and I turned my alarm off, and then just in the darkness, I just hear, "Hi, Daddy." It's my little girl, and I'm like, oh, shit, you're here. Um, when did that happen? I sure as shit didn't wake up. Do you see your mother went and got, you know, like, hey, 
Well, dads, we've all been there. You hear the cry in the middle of the night and you just sort of, okay, how good of an actor am I? <laughs> <laughs> you just do the role and then she get up and I'm like, no, 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 I'll get up, I'll get up. And like, I'm fully alert by that stage yeah. and she's like, no, 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 I'll get up, I'll get up. And I'm like, okay, can I get to quit? Can I get to sleep before she gets back? Um, so, we're just doing the elbow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I think so, like helping out, I think I you know, adapted her up, but I think, um, like, I just, yeah, I. I you know, he was, I mean, he is, and they all are, but, like, just at that moment, just having him at home, I just, yeah, I couldn't wait to, to get home. I, you know, not afraid of nappies or anything. Grow up, you know, mum likes to say that dad changed one nappy for each of us and went, all right, I've uh, done that. Tick that box. Um, you know, like... A retire champion. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Whereas Sarah being a nurse, you know, like, she's not shy of sending a disgusting picture. So if she finds a funny poo, well, I'm getting a, I'm getting a picture text, aren't I? As so you as you Absolutely, yeah. I should. So, um, yeah, I, I hope that I got... But, you know, as I, I could certainly be more helpful. I'm not going to lie about that. But I'd like to think that I've, you know, when I, I hang around with certain mates or work friends and stuff and I hear, oh, I won't do that. Oh, that's disgusting. Well, that's, they, okay, we're not 60 sexist. They're not going to say that's a woman's job. But for all intents and purposes, they're saying it's a woman's job. And I'm like, oh, get your hand off it, you fucking idiot. Like, yeah, you know, we're, we're both there, you know. So yeah. um, I'm stuck in. I, yeah, I hope so. I'm not just sitting there trying to talk myself up. I'm just saying, I like to think of myself as a as an idiot. And I'm like, well, if I can fucking do it, you can do it, you dickhead. Like, <laughs> don't make me some kind, don't put me on a level. I'm average. Don't, you can't be below me. It's very, very hard to be below me. So if I can do it, you can do it. But um, yeah, I'd like to th- think I adapted well. I, I feel like I look forward to it you know since i was eight i was like oh, i can't wait to have my own kids because i was changing my baby cousin snappies when i was eight and nine and i couldn't wait to have my own kids growing up because you know i thought you know we had really good mum and dad that loved us and i knew that i would love my kids i can't wait and you know hope that i would find someone that would love kids as much as i did and and somehow i did just find someone that was as obsessed with the idea of having kids and as obsessed with um them being at home and you know i mean and saying that we're in the lineup to buy, you know, some fairy floss at the Echo today, and Sarah's like, "Oh yeah, Do you, can you tell? I really enjoy being a parent." And I'm like, "It's just a bad day. It's fine. Like we're surrounded by thousands of mouth breathers at the Echo. Everyone's coughing over each other. Okay, the kids are wiping sauce and their dagwood on each other and stuff. Like it's just yeah, we love them, but you know, it's like it's like the one ring and Sarah. And it's like we hate it and we love it. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we've adapted well. And I'm like, well, this is kids. This is easy. Teenage years are upon us, and yeah. I still feel like I'm a child. Like yeah. I feel like James and I, my nine soon to be 10 year old we're in a really good mature even uh, mental sort of state with each other and I'm like soon he's going to get smarter than I he's going to be like yeah dad I don't I don't really want to talk about Batman anymore but, but, but why? I have no son. <laughs> yeah. Fine, I'll move on to your little brother and wait for him to mature. <laughs> You've got three more to go through. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually I'll get it right. Are you done? No. See yeah. you later. All right. Recycle. On, yeah. on the next one. On the next one. We're talking about that um, adapting and doing well. What about dad hacks? You've got four, four kids at home. Yeah. What's something special you do? Get through the day. Jesus, a hack! Like I think tonight, actually, we were uh, waiting for the fireworks show at the uh, at the Eka, and uh, we hadn't changed Sophie since we got there. We've been there for like six or seven hours, and and we pulled her up to put her on our shoulders, and we could just feel that sort of real mushy. <laughs> and we're like, oh, it's not too far away. Like this is, it's just we're one little pressure point away from this thing popping. Yeah. Um, and we're like, well. We're out in the middle of nowhere, you know. Um, the stands there, watching the horses run around. Like, there's nowhere to change her. Sarah's like, "All right, we can do this." And so, you know, I'm holding her under the arms. She's got her back to me. Sarah puts pulls the strides down a little bit. 
undoes the uh, the nappy, pulls that down, puts a fresh one up there, gives a little white bump strap. It was it was like a pit crew. That's how some yeah. other, the other mother that was with us described it. And I'm like, holy, holy shit, that was that's the best we have ever done. Adapt like and overcome. In, I thought we'd never do it in in public, but somehow we just we got shit done really really quickly. But yeah, like oh, I don't know. Jeez, the the hacks. I'm trying to. I, I feel like. You know, it happens, and I'm like, I am going to remember that. And I instantly walk out, and I'm like, I'm not that impressed with myself. I had one of those great dad saves the other week. You know, you see like on viral videos, and like, like the one handed one. The one hand. I I did one of those. (laughs) It was no, like, and again, you know, can't ignore. Oh, if you were there, but like somehow, you know, dived across the room and then stuck my hand. It was the baby girl falling backwards off a bed, and it was in a hotel room. Went to visit my brother and sister and all that. We'd, uh, we'd we'd fashioned a table to sit at. We went and bought stupidly. We couldn't get into a restaurant. We went and bought ribs and steak from a restaurant and brought it home. Now, they've got like a little desk, and we're like, we've got like seven people. So we pulled the desk between the two beds and just kind of like sat there and ate dinner. And so she fell off the bed between the bed and the table, and so you couldn't just dive straight. To, to catch it from the other side of the room. I had to sort of dive parallel to the bed and then stick my arm in between the two as I fell and then just caught her while sort of awkwardly landing on the other side. And, like, it was, again, I'm awfully describing it, but it was one of those things like, I've fucking done it. <laughs> Did you spill the ribs? No. Oh. Not a drop of barbecue sauce on that floor. Oh. <laughs> The RACV club thanks me later. I didn't create a mess that night. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, we... We probably MacGyver a few situations, um, but you know, it's just it's probably just basic sort of stuff like that. Even you know, the pick it's a boring one, but just you know, getting shit. I'm, so, I'm sure something will come to me as we as we keep talking uh, throughout the pod. But um, yeah, I think uh, I, we're not as pretty. You know, we, I'm not one of these routine parents. I'll get everything set. It's like you know, if we need to get shit done, like if I've been out and I have and in our last nappy, you know, and it the strap, the little Velcro thing rips off because I'm furiously trying to put it back on. God, I hate that. So I'm, I don't know. I'm like, why? Like, why? Oh. How, what am I supposed Are these pants tight enough? Yeah. No. Do I have to get gaffer tape? Yes. And that's one of those moments where I'm like, oh, I've become my father <laughs> where gaffer tape is the fix it for everything. And so, and <laughs> I've done that. I think I might have even done it for an overnight sleep because we had no nappies. And then Sarah's went to change her in the morning and pulls her pants down. I was like... <laughs> Is this duct tape you've got around our back? I'm like, yeah, well, hadn't she? No, I, I appreciate it. It was just a bit of a shock. And I'm, like, well, I'm glad it was you, Chan, because anyone else would have come along and, you know, thought that, you know, we were really just, you know, pitching together. Like, here's an old nappy. I've rinsed it out. You know, just whack it back <laughs> on. Yeah, squeeze it out, you know. You know that episode, I don't know if you guys are old watchers of The Simpsons, yeah. but, you know, that episode where... Marge has to get all the old newspapers for Lisa because she's doing a history report. They're like 20-year-old newspapers. And... Um, and uh, they have to wear like uh, then they go to school and something happens and you know, her clothes get dirty and they put her in like a hessian sack and then the shoes <laughs> yes. get damaged and so they end up walking home in the rain in a hessian sack their feet are all muddy and uh, I think they'd even been like collecting like old bottles and stuff like that and child protective services show up before the kids get home they're like look at all this rubbish and all oh, these newspapers from 20 years ago and they just look like the most horrible parents and I'm like no 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 you don't understand the context around this we're, we're okay we're we're fine people. We're maybe not great, but we're good people. We get to, these kids don't know any different, but they're they know alive. they're alive. They know we're doing a good job. They don't want for anything. They're not hungry. They've got everything they want, and they know they don't appreciate it. But we'll get to that when they're teenagers and we're having to deal with that. But right, right now they're fine, right? Surely, I Just, don't know. You're not changing sheets in the morning. That's the main thing. No, changing piss sheets. No, oh, it's the fucking fine. worst thing no. ever. 
No. It is the worst thing. It's just like, oh, fuck. It. And then it gets, oh. becomes one of those jobs too where you're like, fuck, can I just leave? <laughs> and then you chuck it in the laundry and then you come home and you're like, fuck, should not have. Should have opened the door. <laughs> For well, listeners of uh, previous episodes, it's clean, cleaning up piss sheets is way better than cleaning up piss pantry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> piss yes. pantry is the worst. <laughs> it's through everything. Uh, we could have just big daddy and just chucked the fucking newspaper down. <laughs> <laughs> That's the 20-year-old newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, last one from me, two-part. How do you look after yourself and what's your mental escapes? Mm-hmm. Looking after myself. Um, anyone who listens to Nova at the moment might hear an ad where I'm promoting a, a, a great campaign uh, from the Marduk Cycle for Cancer. So as of, uh, I think, September 5 through to the 11th, so seven days, I've got to ride 100 kilometres on a cycle. Can be, we're actually going to bring in a stationary bike into the office. I'm going to ride, obviously, at home, go to the gym, ride at, what, anything. Well, it's just ride 100 kilometres, get sponsored, you know, raise some money for some, uh, for some cancer research, which is great. But the ad starts off with... Hey, it's Mitch Lewis here. Now, I try to stay fit and healthy, but, and blah, 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 on it goes. And I cringe every time that comes. I, I, no word of a lie. How do you lie through your teeth like that? <laughs> last night, I, the last time I heard that ad was last night at 8.20 p.m. when I was in the drive-thru from Macca's <laughs> to pick up two creme brulee pies that had not been included when we went through an hour and a half earlier and brought our dinner. And we were desperate enough for those pies that my wife called and went, hey, you didn't put them in. They're like, we'll come back up. And I'm sitting there going, they're $1.50 each. Like, and I feel like we've got enough ice cream at home. Like, did we really need this? Hey, this is Mitch Lewis. Now I try to stay fit and healthy. And I'm like, why does this... It comes in at work. Like, I took you guys in the kitchen before. There is donuts. There's all kinds yeah. of pastries and shit. And this ad comes on when I'm stuffing my face. And I say that because I don't really look after like physically and like exercising like that I'd, I'd, I'd like to think that I do and I'm always like oh this is the week it's going to start today now radio is awful and it starts Monday it yeah, starts yeah, Monday. Monday and then I used to go it starts Thursday because Thursday I like Thursdays Thursdays are like my unofficial favourite day of the week I'm a big movie fan new movies mm. come out on Thursdays I'm a big fan of the Phantom superhero new Phantom comics come out on Thursday so Thursday for me is like it's like the early weekend so I'm like if I'd miss Monday I'd be like well I'll start Thursday because that's the start. No, that, that's no, Mitchell. You get. I always say my full name when I'm talking to myself. Mitchell, <laughs> you're gonna do it this time. And then, of course, you know, today happens Monday, and uh, I wake up at properly at five fourteen. Now our show starts at six, and it takes me mm, half an hour to get into work. Now, okay, disgusting for you boys, but if you smell anything, it's because I didn't shower this morning and then I spent all day at the Ecker and I walked there and back and now I'm sitting in a uh, in a hot room with you guys. So if there is a pungent smell, it's probably old Mitchie over here is who that hasn't why my eyes are burning. <laughs> That's probably a little bit right. It's not the studio lights above you, it's my stench. And uh but yeah, I you know, I've got a I've got a gym membership. I was trying to go before the show a couple of months at the start of the year. I'm like, okay, slow start, but I got into about February or something something like that and for a, a, probably only a couple of weeks I think maybe maybe about six you know not long not certainly not plural months where I would get up um, at four drive down to my gym only about five minutes down the road I'd spend you know well, I don't know a, a nearly an hour there maybe just over an hour basic sort of cardio but I'm like, just get moving get up get doing stuff race to work, have a quick shower and be upstairs in time for the six o'clock start to the show. And I'm like, that might be the only time I can do it because I like to stay here as long as I can. I leave here at two. I uh, Like, I don't have to. The missus has said, look, you can stay at work if you need to get shit done. But I'm like, well, if I do that, if you give me 
past the school pickup, I'll be here until 5.30 because I've always got stuff to do. I'll do the social media stuff here and, you know, I like to make videos and stuff and I'm like, I could be editing all day. Just I could edit the whole show like, every single day and it would just take uh, ages, you know. It's the, the school thing. Don't give me an unlimited amount of time to do something because I will take an unlimited amount of time <laughs> yeah. to do it. So I would be here every day, but I try to leave it to go to Kindy, do that Kindy pickup, which is by like 2.45, takes me about 40 minutes to get back, then go to the school pickup and uh, and and then and then go home. And I don't want to get home and then go. Oh well, um, have fun with those children. I'm going off to the gym now. <laughs> and uh, and then I don't want when kids go to bed seven and eight o'clock. And then I don't want to go. Oh, okay, well now I'm going to go to the gym because when else am I going to spend time just one on one with the missus? Which generally involves watching something on TV, us eating a creme brulee pie from <laughs> Macca's, and me falling asleep through episode two, <laughs> and then pushing myself to stay awake. And That's then so end up, you know yes. <laughs> go to bed eleven eleven thirty. And then try to wake up at four to go to the gym. And then my body, after a couple of months, going, hey, fuck you. <laughs> and then I, you know, nighttime me goes, morning me will deal with it. Morning me wakes up and goes, fuck, what did he do that again for? And I don't have the energy. So I haven't been looking after myself. And because I'm doing that, well, I need to chase some energy. So I'm often eating those sugary pastries and stuff that are out in the kitchen here. And I get started on a really bad diet. And I remember when I did one of those 12 week, uh, 12 week, whatever it is, challenges um, about 10 years ago with the show. And my PT <laughs> said, just today, can you write down what you ate? And I was like, can we do another day? And I wrote it down and honestly, it was like I'd shot his mother in front of him. He was so, and it was a really bad day. It wasn't Hi, it? I'm <laughs> Mitch Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> and I started, because I walked in and I opened up the fridge to make myself a cup of tea and there was a chocolate cake in there from a birthday in the office two days ago. And yes, I took a slice. It still smelled great. Yeah, last night I had a burger for dinner, a giant burger, and a Mac Daddy from Miss K's, good people, um, for want to sponsor the show. And um, some, some Mac and cheese on a big beefy burger oh, and then oh. I came in today and the good people from Domino's they've started Great making burger, burger flavoured pizza so they send in their burger flavoured pizza so I ate a burger for dinner and then I ate burger flavoured pizza for <laughs> breakfast this morning and then went to the Ecker and ate Dagwood Dogs and, and Fairy Floss and ice cream and it's like it's worse than usual but it's not <laughs> it's not that different and again I said before when I was getting all morbid going I just don't want to die and I'm like how long am I going to keep this? I, I've got to get my shit sorted. And I feel like, again, I use my full name if I'm driving late to work. I'm like, Mitchell, sort your fucking life out. For fuck's sake, you fucking idiot. And uh, that that's generally like the, the ongoing sort of Truman show. Like I talk as if there's a camera on me, but it's like the self-deprecation is off the charts. Sarah tries to get me to stop it. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I don't mean any of it. I'm like, obviously I do. Yeah. In my head going, yeah, you do, you fucking idiot. And I said, I'm like, don't worry, I'm fine. I'm fine. Look at me, I'm barely functioning. Um, <laughs> so, say another word, yeah. <laughs> So to answer your question, I don't sleep very well, I don't eat very well, and I barely exercise. Um, so I don't really. Um, but uh, I think because I've got a, a very positive mental state, so far I've managed to confuse my body that I am. Um, so I think, you know, I, I talked to mates who was one of my friends uh, who used to work here. He's uh, his first, uh, probably only, if you listen to him, uh, child uh, just turned one a couple of weeks ago. And the other guy in the chat, uh, his daughter is, um, well, soon to be six, I think. And um, and they're, they're done with one. They're like, no, one and done. Thank you very much. And they look at me and they're like, oh, Mitch, you fucked up, mate. <laughs> you... Like what? You did four. What? Like why would you do that? And I don't. No, I love my mate. I I liked, and especially to that. Like again, the whole I'm an idiot 
if I can do it, anybody can do it. I take that mentality into everything at the point where I'm like, I revel in the chaos. I love that. You know, I love getting home. Got home a couple of weeks. I've been at work. I said to Sarah, can I just stay home? At, uh, sorry, stay at work all day. She says, yeah, no worries. Um, another mother at the school had uh, had messaged her and said, hey, I'm stuck down the Gold Coast. Do you think you can take my three kids home? Because uh, one of her sons, my uh, middle boy's um, best friend, yeah, no worries. We're only up the road. Absolutely. We can, Sarah said, are you going to be home? And you can, we can do the two cars. I said, well, actually, like, I can't. I'm going to be out all down on the Gold Coast myself. Then I'm going to come back and edit some videos. I, 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 I can. I'm going to bring a lot of home, uh, work home with me. And she's no, no, it's fine. I can get it done. So she got all these kids back. And so, and then when I got home at about 7 o'clock, um, one of the, sorry, one of those three kids that was coming over to help out with the car thing, he'd went to another family's house. But then they're like, hey, so that the mother of the kids being looked after only has to make one pickup, I'll drop the oldest boy over to his um, to his two younger brothers at your place. Well, she's got two or three kids of her own. So I get home, I've got my four, the other three, and then her three. So there's 10 kids running around my oh, house yeah. to like two adults. And it's it's like, you know, that scene where Joe Pesci arrives at home alone and he opens the door and the three different McAllister families are going fucking ape shit. That's what I walked in and I'm like, this is fine. Like that that meme where the dog's on, the house is on fire, the dog's, oh, this is fine. That's, I'm like, this is, I, I, lo- I love that shit. I'm like, you know, just there's shit being spilled all over the place and my kids are going, I'm like, this is this is fine. I'd we'll clean like, it up later. We'll clean it up yeah. later. Who cares? This That's is great. this is like I I you know I get annoyed at my own kids, but I I get might get frustrated for half a second, but then there's that sort of stubborn need to prove myself against other people, like you know, um, uh, arrogant sort of side of me where I'm like. What would someone else think of? What would my mates Tom and Ben think of this? What would Ash, who I work with, think of this? I'm like, oh, they'd hate it. And I go, well, I've got to fucking love it just to, <laughs> just to prove that someone can, you know? So, um, yeah, I'd like, I'd, yeah, the, mo- the more chaos, the better. But at the same time, you know, uh, after a full day at the Ecker, as I talk to you boys, uh, it'd be a different situation if I was at home not talking to you. I think it would have been a very um, spicy trip uh, home, just going through everything that we weren't happy with. But, um, yeah, you know, bring on bring, bring on the chaos. I, uh, I love it. That's great mentality. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking that home right? <laughs> is that sort of your parenting style it's just like nah she'll be right It'll, and like how does that differ to Sarah's um yeah I you know she occasionally needs to pull me up to yeah, not that I'm a you know not again you know old school aggressive or anything like that um you know I try to put on my Batman voice as best I can and I feel like that I've had you know we, we did one of the shows here and um at Nova and the guy said oh well what's the voice sound like and you can't put it on like how no. put on your angry voice to your kids you can't you've got to be in the, it's yeah. in the moment yeah. you know I can try but then I'm just sounding like Christian Bale like yeah. you're putting it oh, on don't whereas, flatter yourself Mitch come on <laughs> well yeah you, you, you're trying your best you're sounding more like Dark Knight Christian Bale you're like oh mate Carl get your hand off I go back to the first one um but uh uh, you know, like I like to think I'm a bit loose, but at the same time, um, I look at my oldest boy, and you know, again, he's been around. All of my kids are great. I'm trying to, don't have favourites. Blah blah blah. You know, yeah. um, but I look at him and I'm like, mate, I know you're better than that. So I get really frustrated with him. You know, if he does something really silly, and and I'm like, he's nine. Like, let him do that. So I think we're very similar, Sarah and I, in uh, in in that sense. But at the same time, I feel like, you know. 
I hate the idea of, and my mum, I don't think my mum ever really said the whole wait till your father gets home sort of sort of thing. I don't like that mentality because I'm like, I'm pretty sure like I was more scared of my mum. I didn't like the idea of dad, but dad didn't do a lot of it. Um, so, you know, mum had a bamboo rod. Like, you know, she <laughs> physically I had her covered, but like, you know, I was obviously I'm not stepping up against my mum. So once I passed five foot seven and got taller than mum, well, then she resorted to weapons. And they, they, they often became a, a wooden coat hanger and this like four foot bamboo rod, uh, which my sister and I, we still talk about like I'm 36 I haven't been hit by that thing in over 20 years but we, we, it's scary. It's traumatic. Yeah, <laughs> we used to like fantasize about breaking that up, burning it, and then sinking the ashes in the canal. Um, and she still says she's got one out there somewhere. But um, yeah, like dad, like he would just you know just be a raised voice or something like that. And uh, I still remember one time Lincoln and I like just bickering with each other, and dad's sitting there trying to do some work, and he's like, "If you two, ki- that's it, you two kids, get outside. You don't punch shit out of each other. I don't give a shit anymore. Get outside and hit each other." And we're like, "No, I don't want it. It's my brother. I'm not hitting him." <laughs> you know, but like he only needed to say that, mum. Probably yelled at us for a week, and we were more scared of her. But dad doing this, so I feel like I do that. And as much as I don't want to become my dad in in those in that sense, and I've said for like you know I get in trouble with my dad. I'm like I'm never becoming like you like that, you know. But I find myself I say things now, and I'm like holy shit, I'm becoming dad, and I don't I don't want to do that. But I also hate I hate hearing Sarah yell. Like if the boys are doing something bad and she's getting upset with them and 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 getting angry with them, I hate the sound of that. Not like a grating like oh your voice no, or something I just I just don't I don't know I don't like it and so if I'm fine with what's going on or I think you know today the kids are being shits you know inside show alley and I'm like they're fine they're kids if she's upset with it I'm like oh, I'll, I'll do it yeah like, you, you feel know. bad for not I don't want you to have yeah. to do that because then I sit there and I get if I just if I do switch it off and she has pulled me up before and said look I don't need you to step in for me you know like you don't have to do it because I might you know Yell! I've I'm, I'm a, I've got a deeper voice than her, so I'm going to sound like I'm yelling louder than her. If we're yeah, I'm, okay, yeah, make my house sound like it's a, you know, yeah, we're well. not, you know, this isn't we're not dealing with some kind of rough orphanage from no. some 1930s <laughs> movie or something. But um, you know, she yeah, she's like, don't you don't have to do that? But I'm like, yeah, but I I have to. I just it's 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 weird, and it's not you know trying hero complex and bullshit. But like I hear her doing that, and I suddenly find myself stepping in. I'm like. Why did I do that? Because now she's on level eight and I've got to go to nine. Jesus Christ. I was on two. I was fine on two. I was quiet. Now I've got to do it. And then like, then she has to back off and then then, then just I'm in a pissed off mood. And I'm like, well, great, we're here. Um, but then, you know, got my armor and my kid after that. We're having fun. I'm like, oh, I'm glad we can all just ha- enjoy the day now. And it, we don't have to push on because we were so upset about what happened before. And then, but then I'm like, hang on. Did any of that did any of that sink in? Like <laughs> you shouldn't be as happy as what you are now. I want you to be a little bit upset with what happened and don't just but um you know. We'll find out in 20 years when he's got psychological issues that, <laughs> that my parenting options weren't the best. Um, but until then, um he'll, sh- he'll shout out the front door to you while you're mowing the lawn yeah. and your your yeah. <laughs> and your sombrero. I became what you made me and you become your father. <laughs> I got this, Wally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be mowing together. It'll just be an awful sight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So we've, we've spoke about the the setting boundaries and the discipline. So obviously uh, you're very similar to me in that sten- that sense as well because uh, like when I feel the missus is getting that sort of angry with the kids, I'm the same. I'm like, oh, fuck. All right. Yep. Let's go. Let's take it up a night. <laughs> and then the veins start popping yeah. in, in the neck and the forehead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my teeth hurt. Oh, I was grinding them. <laughs> and uh, what's the uh, what's your favourite part of fatherhood? Um, oh shit, I don't know. It's 
it's a cliche thing. I'm not here to sort of, you know, again, mark out to myself and make cliche. I, I, it's honestly the, my favourite thing in the world. I, lo- I love being a dad. I love my kids. Obviously, everyone says that, but, like, I don't know. It's I'm, I'm obsessed with them. I love, you know, I can't, I don't, I hate hearing, you know, other people and they're like, oh, you know, I don't want to go home because, you know, oh, the kid's got a sick day, so I'm, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to work long, I'm going to go to the gym or whatever. And I'm just like, what the, what? Like, yeah, if I stay at work, I'm staying at work. I'm not staying at work to stay away from my my kids or whatever. Like I could definitely, you know, run outside and play footy with them a little bit more or something like that. And um, I probably find, you know, oh yeah, I'm really interested in Minecraft. Like because I just have to sit my ass to be involved, as opposed to going out there and pretending like I know how to kick a football. But um, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know. I think it's starting to become. That now, with certainly with James, my oldest boy, because we can have a normal conversation. Whereas I think even my seven-year-old, yeah, you know, he's a smart kid, but like he's into seven-year-old things. Whereas James, very interested in a nine, ten-year-old boy stuff, but he's also asking a lot of questions, and and we can talk about things, and I can you know not so much talk to him about who I am or or things, but just the way that I talk about things. I think he can get an understanding of of me, and and uh, I don't know, I I I'm probably still trying to work out. You know, not that I'm using this as a um, psycho couch, but like I'm still probably trying to work out the relationship that I do have with my old man, and especially with all the shit that's gone on the last you know year and a half, mum and dad breaking up, and uh, a lot of stuff that led to that, and it's you know where are we now, and where where were we back then, blah blah blah, and I don't know, I feel like. I feel like, you know, I don't probably even understand the relationship that he has with his old man. Yeah. Um, so what he considers a normal relationship between um, father and son. And so I don't know. I'm like, well, then is it a blank slate what I have with my boys? Like, am I doing the normal thing or is this just what I consider normal or yeah. the opposite mm-hmm. of what I had because I didn't like a few of those things? Or so, I, I don't know. I, I see even, you know, again, to go back to my in-laws and how they have these merged families, I look at my brother-in-law and the way that he talks to his old man uh, or my best mate, Brendan, um, and, and his dad, Jimmy. I love Jimmy. Like, I play footy with Brendan. Jimmy was our trainer. I'm in a, a football um, chat with, with that entire family. I relate to those guys, but they're really... They're good mates. Mm. And a lot of my mates are really good friends with their dad. And not that, you know, I don't hate my dad or anything like that, but I don't, I don't feel like we're friends. Yeah. Um, you know, like dad's a very quiet bloke anyway, as far as I understand him. And I think that even relates to, to the family. So I don't feel like I can just, you know, give him a call and just jibber onto him about shit for an hour uh, like I would with a friend, whereas I see other mates of mine yeah. that do have that relationship and I'm like, I want that. I mm. want that with my kids. Mm. And, um, you know, I was never sat down and, like, shown songs that my dad like or, you know, okay, I know that he loved Ice House, Great Southernland, because I heard it a thousand times, but, you know, other than that, Who I don't know, you know, right? And he loved one particular Western or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I'm really interested in sitting down with my kids and, and showing them movies that I love and, and music that I like. Obviously, they're sitting there playing movie scores and, you know, um, they've watched some movies, but I haven't watched Star Wars yet because you're not ready for that epic twist, guys, okay? <laughs> and they, so far, they've been saved, so they don't know the, um, the shit dad of Star Wars. Um, <laughs> Can't, and, can't wait and, too long though. So no, will. one of them mates is going to spoil it. Every yeah. holidays I go, it's time, <laughs> and it, it never is. Um, we end up sitting and watching a Pixar film instead. I'm like, good, great choice. Also, some fatherly issues going on. But I really want to get to the light sword ones, guys. So um, I think it's starting to happen now. I've loved everything. I love the baby stuff. I love talking to my nine year old. I love changing Sophie's nappies. You know, um, not 
you know, yeah, no one likes changing nappies, <laughs> but like I, I love, you know, again, love everything. But I think it's becoming now because I think I'm hopefully going to become mates with my kids. And the fact that, um, you know, didn't have them super young, but didn't have them late that we're going to, you know, once they get a little bit older, um, we're going to be close enough in age um, as we get even further on. And, um, yeah, hopefully we'll be good friends and hopefully that's starting now. So, do yeah. You th- do you think that's uh, like probably good advice for those dads who – do say that stuff to you that he, oh I'm just gonna stay at work I, I fucked I don't want to go home this is yeah. like they don't hate their kids mm. but they're just looking at ways to get out of parenting in general yeah do you think that's some good advice for them to maybe do that sort of bonding stuff like show them the the movie the mu- sorry the movies and the mu- the music and stuff that yeah you like it yeah I think it's a simple way and and even when they're young if they can't you know don't know to listen to a lyric or watch a you know, sit them down and f- watch a footy game with them you know you don't yeah, have yeah. to have a great mental capacity to watch Formula One or watch a footy game or something um, sit them down and and, ha- and I I did do that early on not just because oh well, you're a Lewis so you watch football but like <laughs> I I remember a moment with James my oldest boy didn't didn't give two shits about the football game going in front of me Luke my next boy he really did sit there wouldn't have understood what was going on but he liked the, sh- the colours and the people running around and the crowd noises and mm-hmm. stuff so uh, and now we all share that and the boys love going to the games and, and we're big Broncos supporters at the very least we're sitting there watching Broncos every week but yeah the you Broncos yeah the Broncos go on the Broncos yeah. and, uh, and you know we'll watch as many games as my wife will allow on the one TV <laughs> that we have at the moment because our second one broke so football games sorry Dull. Um yeah it's footy time but um, well the great people at Highsense are probably <laughs> <laughs> yes please um so uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, find find something, and you know, I yeah, I know that you know with people that they don't they don't hate the kids or anything, and it's probably just it is a, it's a massive change, mm. and you know, I was I was probably lucky in that sense that you know I was twenty six as much as I considered it the sort of normal age because that's what mum and dad were around that age. I um you know I was young enough that I didn't I probably didn't become a a long-term, fully functioning adult for long enough that that then had to change. You know, I um, a, a mate of mine had his first kid when he was in his early forties, and he was very, very in his set in his ways. And I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a big change because you don't like you know things being out of order. You're borderline OCD. How are you going to deal with this with this kid coming in? That great dad loves his kid, probably loves the mess now too. But early on, it was such a big change. And then you know, I've got another mate ten years younger, early thirties, and. I think it's just enough of a life change between, you know, oh, well, this is who we were when we were married and having to adjust, whereas maybe, again, another blessing that Sarah and I, or we didn't fall, I don't know how, where do you guys, do, did we fall pregnant? Did she fall pregnant? Are we pregnant? Where do you guys sit on that argument? She fell pregnant. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, yeah. Just, you just stroked her hair and told us. Tick, tick, did my job. So uh, when, <laughs> when Sarah fell pregnant, we, we're, she'd been engaged. We've been together for two and a half years. I think we got engaged another six months so we're together for roughly three years when she uh fell pregnant with james and uh so we hadn't yet become a a married couple and then spent five years traveling and you know trying to get our house and and then all of a sudden having to switch our lives around for a baby that obviously we were trying and planning for or anything it just sort of happened and it was like oh okay something else we're going to adjust to so um i feel like yeah we've just been constantly adjusting as we've um as we've gone along so i don't know maybe when the dust settles we'll figure out who we are together and she (laughs) won't like me Um, (laughs) But uh, until then, um, we'll just keep pushing on. maybe she'll get really into Stargate. (laughs) (laughs) I hold out hope. (laughs) Oh, that's so good, mate. We really appreciate the the talk about your family life and it got really deep there and um, spoke about some things that not many people really like speaking about. So fair play to you, mate. It was a great chat and hopefully a lot of guys listening can... um, 
can get something out of it. If it, oh, oh, I hope so because you know I uh, I know, and many people will tell me I talk too much, and it's very rarely that the idea of me talking too much is the subject of, and that's why I'm in the room. So uh, apologies for jibbering on as much as I did, but um, you know, hopefully there might have been you know one little nugget out there, and um, yeah, don't have, don't have a plan, but don't be married to the plan. I think is always my mm. um, thing, yeah. and also don't overorder at a restaurant. <laughs> Because you'll end up eating your kids' food when they don't, yes. all right? Save room for the two nuggets and the 15 chips that are left over because you will eat them and you don't want to be, hi, I'm Mitch Lo-, and, like, yeah. eat your full palmy. <laughs> and then Because, you know, you know, I'm... I'm not a, I'm a, probably a tight ass, but I don't like seeing wasted food. Yeah, so mate, it's no like, you know, don't overorder. Don't let the kid tell you what they want because they their eyes are bigger than their stomachs. <laughs> Do you so. know what? I've only just realised that after like three kids deep, <laughs> three, five, and seven, and literally on the weekend was the first time I've actually sat back and gone, well, no, you don't need that extra bacon on your. Like, I've got it anyway. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you're fortunate. <laughs> the, the six week challenge started on Monday. <laughs> but at the same time, I was thinking, no, don't. You're going to end up eating half a pancake there. Yep. And probably like most of her straw. Uh, yeah, and yeah, that's definitely some really good dad advice. Yeah, but in the end, you've deserved that extra bit of bacon too, haven't you? You know, bloody right. And how how yeah. otherwise are you going to look good in your DTs mowing the lawn out in the front for everyone to see if you didn't pack it on with the extra pancake and strawberries? Not yet. I still look like a melted candle. <laughs> <laughs> Righto, let's get into the fun time of the week. Uh, even though there's been a million laughs in that in that chat, I think it's very much time for this shit dad moment of the All right, shit dad moment of the week. Brought to you by Better Accounting. Uh, don't forget, guys, get down there. $150 tax return when you mention us um, and you walk out with a very happy wallet and just don't tell the missus what you get and uh, <laughs> you walk away with no, a no, couple of tests. That's punting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry, my mistake. But uh, you walk away with a couple of dad jokes as well. So get down there, tell us, um, tell them that we sent you. So great guys down there. Yep. And when he... Gives you the dad joke, say, where's the bucket of dad jokes? Please do. Because we've been looking for so long. <laughs> <laughs> we did find the fridge, though. Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, we were yeah. just having our beers and our yeah. little coolers, and we found the fridge finally. So <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit further from where we walk, so yeah. we might come back. Hydration. Yep. Awesome. All right. What shit, have we got? Shit dad moment of the week. Does anybody have one from the yeah. panel? Yeah. Go on, Dave. So... Um, came on the weekend. Top dad moment. Sitting out there. I thought this is a great idea. Um, driveway easement next to us, unreal. Packed a little esky. Got some. Got the wife who's just starting to have a couple of wines again now after you know three month old. So she's just just getting back on them. Brought everything out. Like I think I did about 150 fucking trips to bring everything out. <laughs> Finally got there. The game the daughter wanted to play was, can you throw my little pink princess ball down and I'll just run and fetch it. It's like you, we're gonna play throw the ball and you're going to fetch it like a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great, Dad. All right, yeah, cool. Anyway, great gear. it was like five and I'm like, this is the fucking best thing ever. I'm just smashing this beer. Next minute, put my beer down, throw it, not even looking and I just hear this and I'm like, oh, fuck, what was that? Look up and she's just stacked it on the concrete and, I just, and just scraped a toe totally, like to the point I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, that's fucking bad. <laughs> and she's crying and the missus is like, no, no, you're all right. And I'm like, no, that's pretty bad. Like, it's look, look the blood's dropping on, oh, on the wall back there. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, so maybe don't play fetch down on the concrete. <laughs> or watch uh, where you're throwing. <laughs> no, it was fine. She was fine. Was hey, five times, as I said. I thought it was time to put down the beer and refill. But, uh, no, no. Yeah, so that's me. 
I um yeah. I I taught my son a bad habit this week. So he's two, and he he's at that stage where he finds everything to do with poo hilarious. Yes. Um, when do you stop? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's oh, true. No, he's found it, and it's yeah. now just going to continue every his life. <laughs> but I I. I was laughing at him while he was doing this once and now he continues to do it. So now, whenever he's pooed in his nappy, he'll find his sister and then just reverse into her going, poo, poo, poo. <laughs> <laughs> First time he did it, yeah, loved it. I loved oh. it. And then now it's like, oh, this is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's keep it like this forever. <laughs> She's traumatised. She <laughs> I don't have a shit dad moment. I just have a funny little um, dad story that as trusty old recording day came up with Trump's again. So um, the my little... Miss Three um, decided to take her little, um, you know, the little potty things on that you put on the toilet, so it's easier for them and like warmer for them, so mm-hmm. they don't get like back in our days, like cold seat, oh, like yeah. you have to deal with that shit. <laughs> these these three year olds these days get little cushions and holes in the middle, like it's bullshit. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. But um, she took it out of the toilet and she was like mucking around with it while we were uh, packing up the house for the day, and um, the missus kept saying. Don't put that on your head. And I was like, I don't even know what she's talking about. I'm sitting there doing the dishes or whatever it was. I said, don't put it on your head. She asked about three times. And I'm sitting there the whole time going, she's just going to do it. I don't even know what it is, but she's doing it. And sure enough, she ended up with a um, like the toilet ring on her head. Like, <laughs> and, and then she's like, but I didn't know at the, at the time. And my wife come up behind me and like in a lighthearted voice goes, we're going to have to call the fire brigade. I was like, What? Turned around and sure enough, with like toilet seat on her head, jammed, and the missus is like pushing her up by the the cheek, like, and she's like squished face and everything. She's crying her eyes out, I'm like stop, stop. So she, and she's like, this is genuinely stuck. So uh, I'll, I'll put the um the picture up on our socials. I've basically gone and got the drill and said, I'm just gonna have to drill a couple of holes. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, don't. Um, yeah, so I just all I had to do was drill out the plastic from the cushion. But yeah, for all I, for all she knew, I was gonna just take her ears off to get yeah, the thing off. Well done, because I was about yeah. to say, oh, then you brought out the drill, and then then you really brought out the drill. I was yeah, like, yeah. holy shit, that wasn't even a joke. <laughs> I, I, I even had the um, the here's Johnny. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> well, she won't do that again. <laughs> nah, nah. So that's all good. I a couple of weeks ago uh, it was uh, James's. Oh God, <laughs> communion. Uh, something or other at church. I don't know. I'm not religious, but it was one of those sacrament, right? And uh, so they got to be down there at eight o'clock in the morning for an eight um, thirty um, ceremony. Yeah, way too early Sunday, guys. Come on, please. <laughs> and uh, and Sarah said, "Look, how about because we're you know got up late on a Sunday morning? How about I take him down so he's there ready to go, and you bring the other three? Yep, yeah, no worries. I." I assume that she would have assumed that I'm an idiot and that I don't know how to dress my baby girl nicely. Um, you know, when Daddy dresses her, she wears a Star Wars hoodie that her brothers <laughs> yeah. have passed down, and that's and a, and a nappy. Like that's it. Like you, you're just wearing something simple that you can get dirty. I don't dress her nicely because I don't know how to do that. And you know, I got the other two boys ready. I had to shower myself, and uh, and then you know, come out. And we're only three minutes away from the church, and it's probably. I don't know, 10 minutes, 12 minutes until it all starts, but this is how I roll. And again, if it only takes me three minutes to drive, I will leave at 8.27 and just hope that I get a good park. And uh, I've just I've went into our, uh, our closet, and at that stage, because uh, we've just put another wall t- uh, to make a room for her, but at that stage she shared our closet space, and I'm just sifting through. And it's full of everything that you collect in that first 12 months. Half the shit doesn't fit, 
but we don't want to throw it out because we're nostalgic. And she's so fucking cute. We can't get rid of that. That's beautiful. We're going to put it on dolls. We're going to buy 50 dolls so we can put these 50 pairs of clothing on it so we can keep the memories alive. And I'm walking, and I just, like, again, it was like there's a camera on me, and I'm just, like, back and forth, and I'm, I, I rush in to see it, and it's like, oh, fuck, what are you? No, 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 no. I walk out, and I'm, like, looking for, a, like, a pair of shorts or something, like, leggings or something, and I just run back in, and, like, mind you, she's crawling around. We've got the baby gate up, but, like, she's screaming. She wants to go down into the stairs. I'm yelling at her brothers to try and come and help her, and I put the TV on so maybe something like Peppa Pig will distract her, and, and I'm rushing back in as if I'm suddenly going to find something in the, in the closet, and then I'm just running. And I'm, like, I'm yelling at the Sarah as if she'd personally done it as an attack. I'm like, Sarah, <laughs> the fuck? Where the fuck are these clothes? Like, I'm like, it was like I felt like I was crying. Like, honestly, I felt like I was crying because I'm like, this is a big test for me. I'm like, what the fuck do you expect me to do? Where the fuck are these clothes? I don't know what the fuck to put her in. I don't know what to put her in. Does this go with it? I don't even know what fucking colour this is because I'm colourblind, by the way. <laughs> so does pink go with, I don't know, like an orange or like one of that sort of, uh, I don't know. What is that cream colour? I have no idea. I just put her in shit in the end. I just threw something on that kind of looked nice. It was like a lacy sort of looking dress skirt situation or something. And, you know, it was like some pink. And, like, she looked fine. Her hair's not long enough to have to put up at that stage. <laughs> Those stockings are Quick too grey. Bro- <laughs> I know. And I got there <laughs> and she's like... dark grey. Oh, you put, you put leggings on instead of stockings. I'm like, what's the fucking difference? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Jesus, are you going to problem with this? Like, we're fucking safe. And, oh, like, just in a heap. Because, of course, I didn't get there then until, like... I don't know, 12 minutes into the ceremony, then I have to be that guy because, of course, we sat right in the middle row in the middle seat and I've got three extra children to bring to the one that's all about the one. And, you know, it's Sunday morning church and everyone's raring to go and I just have to wait for, like, a quiet moment so I can walk them down and scurry them in and... Then no, you know, I didn't get judged. Like Sarah just thought it was hilarious, but I just <laughs> it was so stressful, and I haven't gotten over that to the point where any time I've had to dress her since then, I just sort of go in and look at the closet and freak the fuck out. <laughs> Honestly, I fret, and like some again, I don't know what's good clothing, what's bad clothing, what's clothing that used to be good but doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> what are these drawers for? I don't know what any of this stuff is, and and, and again, what's the difference between a legging and a stocking? Which one has the foot connected to it? Like I, I still don't know the answer. Where are her shoes? I, I, I don't know the. And then again, I think the only two other two other times. I've got two girls. What the fuck is that? Different things. <laughs> like, what the what? fuck? Thank you. What? <laughs> That's why I just let my three-year-old dress herself. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it was like oh, again, gold. like it's just stupid, stressful situation. Like I'm like, this is the simplest thing in the world. It should be, but then if you're saying you've got two and it's we, no. the labels are still confusing, then I can rest easy because it's not going to get any. I can feel myself tightening up in the in the, in the shoulders <laughs> now, just thinking about it. But de-stress. Yeah, yeah. So we haven't been back to church since because I don't want I don't want to think about that. Stressful. Stressful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Mitch, thank you so much for coming on the pod, mate. Um, we're going to round it out there. That's it for another episode. Um, before we get to that, any any lasting words of wisdom? One of the things that I wrote down that I just loved that you mentioned is just bring on the chaos. Mm. Um, any, anything else along those lines that you want to tell our listeners? Um, uh, I'm, it's my... Uh, third boy's birthday this Sunday and whenever his birthday rolls around um, I think about the fact that 
my brother showed me a video the other week. We went to Disneyland um, a couple of years ago, and uh, you get to go to the experience in Galaxy's Edge, it's a Star Wars area. You can make your own lightsabers. One of the greatest things I've ever done <laughs> in my life, <laughs> and I include that with the birth of my children. No, it, was, it was amazing. And he showed me this video where I come out, and I'm like, I chose the protection because there's like protection and guard and what defense and wisdom or whatever. And I'm like, this and this is what I chose, and blah blah blah. And I think it's really awesome, even if I am saying so myself, blah blah blah. And I like clip it to the little thing hanging off my belt and I walk around Disneyland with a lightsaber hanging from my belt because I'm that fucking sad. And uh, and then I look at the date line of this video. It was the 14th of August. And the 14th of August, I, that, on that year, was well, is every year, it was my, his birthday, his second birthday. I was in Disneyland on the other side of the world when my boy turned two building a lightsaber <laughs> because I had to. And I'm like, you know, it's like, hey, if you stuff up early enough... They're not going to remember, so don't stress that you're you're not ruining these children for ages. He's turning five; that he doesn't remember that I wasn't there on his second birthday. Like, obviously, don't be a deadbeat dad and just choose not to be there because you don't have to be. It's like you know, if you stuff up, if you dress her in the wrong clothes for church, if you do, if you're not there for a you know a, a, a day because what you're working, you have to be or something. You know, you feel like you're damaging the kid because you've made one tiny mistake. Don't. Kids are resilient. They're fine. You love them. They know. They can feel that. I think that's the best thing. To go back before the best thing about being a dad is I'm like these kids trust me. That's the best feeling in the world. I'm yeah. like, this this being exists because of you, but they don't know that. They can't understand that concept, but they know that they trust you. My baby girl knows to come to me. She reaches out for me when she's scared, and she knows that when I put something near her mouth, that it's actual edible food, and that I'm not <laughs> trying to poison her or something like that. Trust they. They, that's instinctual. They feel that. So they know that you're not trying to do them any damage. They know that you love them if you love them. Um, so if you make a tiny mistake, don't sit on it. Like yeah. They'll bounce back. Just you bounce back from it. And, yeah, enjoy the chaos later on. And, you know, if you make a mistake, you can clean it up. So, you know, yeah. it's fine. You know, it's great advice. <laughs> you don't have to be a brilliant dad. <laughs> nah. Just be a dad and enjoy the shittery if it comes along, like you guys say. So, yeah. That uh, uh, my lasting dad advice comes from one of your stories, um, which was changing your daughter at the Ecker. Mm-hmm. It's, I in my opinion, um, you have to just bite the bullet and do it anywhere. Yeah, with whatever you have, <laughs> and I've, I've personally done it a few times by taking the jacket off, leaning down in some sort of half squat with the jacket laid out as a change table. For the wife to, to, to change a shitty nappy like yep. in the middle of a crowd. Like that's you're the dad, you do that. Yep. <laughs> Who cares what those other people yeah, think? Exactly right. That's what we're Smell it. Smell <laughs> it. <laughs> look at this one, this is gold. <laughs> Get them to look at it. <laughs> Mine is uh, don't play fetch with your kids unconquered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but on your advice, Mish, uh, blood does wash off, so it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's poo fine. too, if yes. you if if you uh, if you need it to. Yep. <laughs> I mean, keep talking. You just even saying that. Do it anywhere. Very. I'm trying to very quickly just it reminded me when we bought the only TV that works in my house. I'm a beautiful big TV. We moved in our new house, and Sarah said, "Well, you get to, we've got a theater room. You get to have that big TV. You love watching movies. You've earned this. You know, Dad, you're a dad. You've earned this." Went to buy my new TV. Went to stop in just to have a look. I want to see that one in particular. We got time before the school pickup. Get her out of the car. We walk into JB Hi-Fi, and uh, I'm like, "I think she's she might be working on something." And I'm like. We're only going to be here for 10 minutes. I need to go out and change it now. We were in there for an hour. Oh. <laughs> and I, she's on my back. And then, like, at one stage, Sarah's like, 
it's starting to leak out the side. It's, oh. it's, it's leaked at the front. So, like, because I, like, I had her on my right shoulder and then I, like, put her forward to adjust her maybe to her left and it was it had leaked on my right. So, I had to keep her on the right. But then, obviously, you're in the same stance and my muscles are getting tight. I can smell And this is, you know, mid-COVID. I've got a mask on. Sarah's got a mask on. We can smell it. No doubt old mate selling us a TV can smell it. Then it gets close to school time. We've bought this TV. I have to suddenly sign up to get the delivery and stuff done. Sarah, we take her out to change her. She's changed. She's clean. I don't have another shirt to put on. Sarah's like, oh, I've got to go pick up the kids. You've got to stick around to do the paperwork because it's going to be under your name. You've got to stick around. So I'm wearing this shirt covered in shit. So what do we do? We've got the baby wrap that looks like a floral sarong and I've just kind of like draped it over myself like I'm going to a like toga a party. Pins yeah. Prince, yeah. So I've like swan back in into JV Hi-Fi and go and sit down to do the, do the desk work and all of a sudden, suddenly after an hour, I'm wearing this like pink wrap around my right shoulder. Wife's and gone home. Yeah, wife, it's like Glamorous. Amanda, apparently he's got some money to spend on the TV but he's wearing like a baby wrap and he smells like Shit. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, it all washes off. It's fine, and just do do it anyway. I think you guys yeah. got the best advice. Just like d- just deal with it. That's what we do as dads. That's hopefully, right. just deal with it. Just get in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Tell your mates about us. Leave a five star review, like our mate Fester too. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Um, At least didn't call our podcast shit. Yeah. No. No. Thanks. Five stars is five stars. Um, don't forget to send through, send through those shit dad moments um, and get in those DMs at shit dad pod or email us at shitdadpod at gmail.com. And 07 30 40 95 45, I think. Yes, I'm pretty sure. It, mate. Well Nailed it. <laughs> it's easy to remember, see? Uh, keep striving to make those relationships with your kids 1% more meaningful every week, whether you take away something from our shit daddery or not. And remember, we're all in the same boat when it comes to fatherhood for the kids. 